Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good. Clean. Fun. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata. Learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. It's September 13th, and here's what's happening in the global automotive industry. Kia just revealed a new three-door hatchback called the ProSeed before it, it debuts at the Paris Motor Show at the end of this month. It's the third member of the Seed family, which also includes a five-door hatch and a wagon. No other details were given for this sleek-looking hatchback, but we'll share them with you once they become available. Nissan's CEO, Carlos Ghosn, says the sales growth in China is slower than expected, but says the market is still very healthy. Even though the market has failed to meet expectations, Ghosn says he's not worried about overcapacity because he does not think that China will be hit by a recession. Ford surveyed American drivers and found that 7 out of 10 are changing their driving habits to save fuel. 64% of them drive less, while 41% drive more slowly. A surprising 10% even draft larger vehicles. Now Ford is coming out with what it calls auto stop-start that can improve fuel efficiency by up to 10%. But that's in the real world. On the EPA test cycle, it cuts consumption by about 3.5%. Auto stop-start is a $295 option and debuts in North America on the 2013 Fusion. It should save the average driver about 15 bucks a month, and at that rate it pays for itself in just a year and a half. When equipped with the 1.6-liter EcoBoost engine and auto stop-start feature, the Fusion is projected to deliver 37 miles per gallon on the highway. You know, I've been pretty critical of some of these stop-start systems, especially on BMWs, because they're so harsh when they start. Ford says it wanted its system to be absolutely transparent and has more than 25 patents for its system. And we'll let you know how well we think they did once we get a chance to test drive it. BMW is working with Pininfarina and Bertone to design and assemble limited edition vehicles for Mini, Rolls-Royce, and BMW. Bertone confirms it is developing two Minis that will be introduced in a few years and also participating in a Rolls-Royce project, but Pininfarina has not yet confirmed that it is working with BMW. And in related design news, Bentley has a new director of design. Luke Dunkervolka is taking the reins from Dirk Van Brackel, who has gone on to work with Walter De Silva at the mothership, Volkswagen. Dunkervolka started his career at Audi back in 1992. Over the last two decades, he's worked all over the VW group with stints at Lamborghini, Seat, and Skoda. Some of the designs that go to his credit include the Murcielago and the Gallardo. Say, there's a fascinating comparison in the October issue of Car and Driver magazine between the BMW M6 convertible and the Camaro ZL1 convertible. Get this, the Camaro is 133 pounds lighter, it has 20 more horsepower, 56 more foot-pounds of torque, and has a lower center of gravity. But the BMW accelerates faster, outhandles the Camaro, and gets better fuel economy. What gives? 
I always thought the car with the better power to weight ratio would always win. Though car and driver doesn't provide the answer, I think this shows that the torque curve and gearing play a critical role in any car's performance. And sure enough, the M6 develops peak torque at 1,500 RPM, while the Camaro hits the peak at 4,200. Coming up next, it is time for You Said It. You know why I pulled you over, ma'am? I need you to recalibrate the Doppler shift on the return signal. Radar's on the frisk. Do Sonata drivers know something you don't? The Sonata from Hyundai. And now it's time for some of your feedback. G.A. Brannigan saw our report on Peugeot's new diesel hybrid car and says, Finally! A diesel-electric hybrid! I can't but wonder why it took so damn long for an OEM to come up with something we've talked about on here for years. Well, remember, diesels are expensive and hybrids are expensive, and when you put the two together, you really have an expensive system. Now, if gasoline is 8 bucks a gallon, like it is in much of Europe, then you can justify the cost of a system like that. Kit Gerhardt has this feedback for Ford, and it's my Ford Touch system. Ford has about the most distracting technology in the world. What they need to do is simplify what they put in the dash. Use some real buttons and knobs, like a tuning knob for the radio, and make the touchscreen buttons large so you can hit the right one, even if you encounter a small bump. You know, he's got a really good point about hitting the right button on a bumpy road. XA351 GT loved our report on Alex Zanardi getting a gold medal at the Paralympics. Okay, he says, I want what Zanardi is smoking. That boy is high on life to the 10th power. I wish I could be that upbeat. He has a most positive spirit. I hope he gets that 500 ride and does great in it. I know he'll enjoy it no matter what. You go, Alex. You know, I've never met Zanardi, but in all the television interviews I ever saw of him, he always came across as just a great guy. And I hope he gets into the Indy 500 as well. John M. is puzzled about that guy who turned in a 1929 Ford truck to buy a new one. The question is how much the individual who owned the 29 model AA truck received on trade. It sure was a strange thing to do considering they surely would have been able to yield a far greater return if they had sold the historic ride by virtually any other means. Good question. What did that guy get on trade in? To Chris, to Cross, laments what's become of Mitsubishi. Sad to see Mitsubishi fall so low, he says. I remember when they were just as competitive as Honda and Toyota. I think Mitsubishi doesn't invest enough into their products, advertising, and the North American market. I'm sure they fare off better in other parts of the world. And you know, they're right. They are doing somewhat better elsewhere in the world. But listen to what you're saying. They used to be just as competitive as Toyota and Honda. HTG is kind of miffed about journalists who drive fancy cars on dream roads. Who drives their car where the journalists roam free? I haven't been invited to a soiree at the corkscrew or to the coast of Spain. I drive in the suburbs and it blows 24-7. Come on, HTG. You know, we all have to grab whatever chance we get, like those corkscrew on-ramps when there's no traffic in front of you, or that set of S's out on a country road on an early Sunday morning. Even us journalists have to do that because 
the occasional drive at Laguna or in Espana just isn't enough to feed our habit. Hey, thanks for all your letters and comments and keep them coming. And don't forget to join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo tonight for AutoLine After Hours. We'll have David Leone, the chief engineer for Cadillac, joining us. So if you want to know what kinds of products that Cadillac's working on to take on Mercedes, BMW, Audi, and Lexus, make sure you catch that show. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. Please join us again here tomorrow.